Have you ever turned on a podcast in a public place and started listening, only for the three dumb hosts to suddenly start talking about Wolverine's cock? Well, it might happen if you listen here, so here's your friendly content warning that, um, we're gonna probably talk about Wolverine's cock, and we'll definitely swear a bunch. everybody. I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We're your aeronauts and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying higher in our own hot air, but have stopped our journey to the house of mystery to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what's our question this week? Does Shuri ever use the metal from Captain America's shield in her experiments and inventions? Which of the three metals? I assume that they mean the not like still stealing bits from Cap's shield, but like the same kind of metal? And the answer is no, but I, I understand where this question comes from because I assume that it's from someone who has seen more of the movie stuff. Now, I I didn't rewatch Captain America the First Avenger, but if I remember in the movies, it's at least implied that the shield is just made of vibranium. I think so? I don't remember for sure. Or and It's been a while since I've watched the First Avenger. Yeah. E- Editor and so is Steven here. I just... Got done reburying all the bodies in the in the graveyard on the balloon. But I had them out for a reason. <laughs> I I didn't know this. I thought they just raced up like usual. I don't know why that's the one that broke me with like what we have in the in in the balloon that we have a graveyard. Yes, that we bury people. Okay. Anyways, yeah. moving uh, on. Well, we do have mausoleum too, so we do intern them as well. <laughs> that we usually, we usually bury them deep so they don't come back up, but it makes it harder to get it's to. The but I've been a little lazy, so I haven't been burying them fully that deep. I've completely forgot where I was going. Okay, good, good talk. <laughs> oh no, uh, yeah, bodies, no. bodies. Yeah, no, I had a question about the shield. Um, so wait, in the movies, I think it's later. It's they don't really. I, I want to say I've seen First Avenger a lot. I, I very much love it. It's, it's one of my favorites. It's, it's great. I don't think they say ever say like vibranium. If they do, it's very loosely. They and definitely it. say vibranium in Age of Ultron because they bring up vibranium and the only two people who know what it is are Tony Stark and Cap. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't think they mention it in the first one. I think they then bring it up later. Mm-hmm. Hey there, Balooniacs. Editor and Stowaway Steven here with a quick editor's note. Just wanted to let you know that everything I just said was wrong. They very specifically say Vibranium in Captain America, the first Avenger. They say that it's a third of the way to steel and twice as strong. And they also say that it's the rarest metal on Earth. And now that you know how wrong I was about that, back to the episode. What's it made of in the comics? There's been a couple different ones. Uh, Right, so the classic uh, formula was, I believe... uh, adamantium a uh, steel alloy and an unknown third metal which is later revealed to be wakandan vibranium that is one version the one that is is it is it pittsburgh american steel 
the, 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 I mean, also for a side note, we're talking about the round shield. His original shield was just made out of like a high steel alloy and it does get destroyed several times. I'm pretty sure that was actually made of glass. Um, but in the eighties, they reveal that first of all, the shield was given to Rogers by president Franklin D Roosevelt. And it was created by a metallurgist named Myron McLean, who had been hired by the government to create an indestructible armor. Now, during this experiment, he took vibranium and was trying to mix it with a steel alloy to create a like stronger thing. But he fell asleep while it was blending, mixing, whatever. And when he woke up, it had been merged by an unknown element. Mm-hmm. Something else was in there while fell in there while he fell asleep, and he ended up with this disc. I don't know why it's a fucking disc. I've never understood this part. Unknown element. It, it plopped into it, and it it, it made a disc. Absolutely indestructible steel of metal and it was turned into Captain America's shield. This guy would later go on to create adamantium, attempting to recreate the metal from the shield, but he's never been able to do it. And according to McLean, adamantium is no match for the quote, proto adamantium of the shield. And I was going to say, that's the other version I've also seen is adamantium, proto adamantium and vibranium as the three substances, but it's generally a three substance deal. Yes. Steel vibranium plus something equals adamantium or something similar to adamantium or sometimes just adamantium. The invention of adamantium, I don't actually, I think it's a little vague in Marvel because people don't always pay attention to when it was. I'm just caught up on that. It's indestructible yet. Like it formed into a perfect circle and has the, has the stars and stripes. Well, they added. I don't. Engraved into yeah, it. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> It wasn't what, what is it, it was... about it? It's something like it's liquid until it hardens the first time and then it stays there. Yeah, basically. I don't remember that. I don't know. I've never read this issue where they talk about this, so I don't have any idea how any of that worked. Adamantium is very malleable when it's liquid, and then once it hardens, it's just there. But according to this, basically, Captain America's shield is stronger than Wolverine's claws, which we knew Wolverine's claws couldn't cut through it, but there we have it. What about when he's got the hot claws? We just don't talk about the hot claws. Literally, the hot claws disappeared at the end of the Return of Wolverine storyline. Like, just never mentioned again. They hurt too much. I don't want to do it anymore. (laughs) They don't Um, pay me enough to do this. The shield has been destroyed several times, most notably in uh, Stuart... Matt Fraction and Stuart Immerman's Fear Itself, where it's actually repaired and there's a big crack on it, and Iron Man's like, I could fix the crack for you so you can't see it, and Cap goes, no thanks, gives the old girl some character. And then they literally never show the crack again, ever. Eh, he and immediately changed his mind. issue of Captain America, it's gone. Stark stole it and fixed it without telling him. Stark at one point took off the like handle straps, put magnets on it so he could launch it. <laughs> <laughs> and like bring it back to his arm and Cap didn't like it because the weight was off and it was later revealed that like he always hated it but he kept it for a while because he didn't want to be rude to Tony who like <laughs> was so excited a hundred percent certain now that Stark just straight up stole that shield and fixed that crack and then just like <laughs> yep. next episode next issue is just like Oh, I can't say anything about it. I guess it is fixed. He did a good job fixing it, I guess. So, mm, uh, Doom destroys it during Secret Wars. Thanos breaks it during the Infinity Gauntlet. I wonder what it tastes uh, like. Or no, Nebula breaks it. Um, it. It's been broken a few times over the years. It always gets repaired. Man, but Yeah, I- but to answer the question, like, 
Yeah, sure, he uses vibranium. She uses <laughs> vibranium. And if she had it, she'd probably use adamantium. And I bet she uses steel. But all three Nothing together, whatever the proto, steel. the proto adamantium. No. Right. Well, in order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zack is stuffed to the brim with assorted genre facts. I'll prod him a bit and see what shakes loose. Remember, any misses or mistakes will have to be made up for at the end of our trip. Today, we'll keep with this expedition's theme of Marvel or DC horror characters. So, Zack, what knowledge can you drop on Deacon Frost? <laughs> the guy who... Uh, Steven Dorf? Uh, yeah. yeah. Steven, okay, so he obviously said it there, but he's the Blade villain. Deacon Frost is the vampire that originally bit Blade's mother and in the first movie is played by Steven Dwarf, who fucking sounds like a shithead. I just remember reading interviews with him being like, shut the fuck up, man. In the Blade movies, he is a kind of forgettable, pasty, early 90s cool guy. And in the comics, he... Kind of looks like a heavyset Victorian gentleman, I want to say. He's got like a big mustache and gray hair and stuff. And he has the inexplicable power of when he bites someone and feeds off them, he creates a duplicate of them. Yes. Which was used to explain why there was a, he bites and feeds off Blade and he creates a second Blade who attempts to kill Dracula. So that way you can kill that Blade. Uh-huh. Uh, and because of this, Deacon Frost has become ridiculously difficult to kill. He's died like eight times. Not even counting like when Doctor Strange killed all of the vampires. But just, he died. Nope. That was a clone. That was a copy of Deacon Frost. So wait, he both copy himself and others when he bites people? It's a little unclear, but yes, he has made copies of himself. Also, at one point, a version of Deacon Frost that appeared that was a lot more similar to the movie version. <laughs> and that was revealed to be a, a fake Deacon that Frost. is incredible. You have to remember, Blade was so wildly different before the movie came out. Yeah, you. I remember um, you talking about this on your... Uh, on um, New Byland. On New Byland. Like, Blade came out um, uh, in, in, like, its pre-movie version. Movie came out, and then, like, the next month, all the comics were basically Wesley Snipes' Blade yes, version. Yes, I mean, literally, I think it was, like, April. Uh, Blade, uh, uh, Something City Blues is a fucking great one-shot with him mm -hmm. and Brother Voodoo teaming up. With art by Gene Colan, the original Blade creator, artist creator side at least. And it's old school Blade. He's still using the wooden daggers. He's got the brown jacket. He's got the green goggles. He's Blade as he'd been known in like July, the movie came out. And then immediately afterwards, from then on, it is Blade in the black leather black armor coat. and the sword that's got the weird hand. Timer. Timer. Yeah. Was Whistler in, in the comics at all before or after? No, Whistler's no. never really shown up, which is bizarre to me because he's fucking amazing. Um, and then the way that they explained, because before he was just, he didn't age. That was it. He just didn't age, really. He was born in the 20s, and they never changed that. He's, but he wasn't. It, well, and he's immune to normal vampire bites. But not Deacon Frost vampire bites because he's or, got special vampire abilities. 
Dr. Sun probably could have fucked him up, too. Um, Isn't one of the times his powers changed because Morbius bite him? Yes, that's yeah. what I was going to say. He gets bitten by Morbius the Living Vampire, and that transforms him into the Daywalker. Daywalker. Because they wanted him to have much more Wesley's. vampiric Wesley Snipes stuff. Unfortunately, this is kind of what we have on Deacon Frost. If you're going to talk about Deacon Frost, you'll mention who he is, and then you'll get distracted by how much cooler Blade is. Um... Did you mention that he can bite the duplicates to make more duplicates? Yeah, he's kind of the multiple <laughs> man of vampires. He can Xerox Xerox? <laughs> yeah. Dude. So also, he makes a lot of them sometimes. And do you Does remember? it make a number four situation with like multiplicity? I don't know. I don't think it really comes up. The duplicates are never super portrayed. Well, no, it varies. Sometimes they're just kind of nameless. It must, because when there's a bunch of them, they tend to be kind of nameless foe. And then Although when he, like one. he duplicated, he duplicated fucking Blade enough to like send that, that duplicate off and go try and kill and Dracula's like, what the fuck? And then he's like, oh, you suck. Okay, you're a shitty wannabe Blade. Do you remember how he turned into a vampire? Vampire bite, maybe? I don't. I'm not going to make you do a half redemption because it's like one little fact. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, trying to figure out how to become immortal. Okay. And he was going to inject. He kidnapped a young woman and was going to inject her with blood from a recently killed vampire. And her boyfriend broke into the lab <laughs> and he accidentally injects himself. So he, that's why so he's, he's another vampire. science vampire. Yeah, science vampires are the fucking best. Other than Morbius, who sucks, and I hate. Um, <laughs> Man, that movie sucks. <laughs> Don't worry, the comic book version sucks too. I know. I just I'm more familiar with the movie now. We we talked about it on Noob Island. The every, worst part of the the worst part of the movie is how close it was to the comic. Every single vampire character I liked more after reading and learning about them, except for Morbius, who I now actively dislike. Morbius is the only character we covered on Noob Island that made me dislike the character instead of being like, yeah, he's kind of fun. Yeah, but have you tried injecting Spider-Man blood about him? <laughs> Fuck off, Morbius. Yeah, I, I knew him from the Spider-Man animated series first, where it's just like, look at this asshole. He's just fucking up Spider-Man's day. I don't Dracula's only plan is vampire. Morbius does, in fairness, have two plans. Inject yourself with bat blood. Inject yourself with Spider-Man blood. I get the second one. <laughs> I'd love to get me some Peter Parker inject, DNA up in me. Inject yourself with a virus? That probably has bat and or Spider-Man blood mixed in. Yes. I turned Spider-Man's DNA into a virus, and now I've injected it into me. I just... He's one of those characters, the first time or two, you're like, oh, you were an idiot, but this is kind of sad. And like by now, I'm like, just stop. It's like the lizard. The lizard is diminishing returns because you're like, Connors. Again. <laughs> like, Again with this bullshit, Connors. Come on. Although I do like the iterations where it is kind of like, seems like he is addicted to doing that. I was going to say, if you can make it more of an analog for like him being a drunk, maybe. Well, that was our thing with like Morbius. He's a, he's a, he's a heroin, uh, heroin addict. addict, but... Also, reading about heroin addicts isn't fun, so a recurring story about a heroin addict gets old. Well, that's it for today, folks. We're taking off. But before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows at earverm.com. That is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. As always, we want to give a special thanks to editor Stephen Gady and Ian Ford for our theme song tracks. Until next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. Up, up, and away. Up, up, and away.